there, all you podcast listening folks out in the world, you know, uh, rocking all across this great nation of ours, perhaps other nations, because podcasts are a worldwide phenomenon. They go from... Cheetah, the, cheetah Shining Sea. Yep, uh, from Chi, chi <laughs> to... From Chi to, to Sinon Sea. <laughs> Silent Sea. Which I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> to get your sibilance back. Sibilance. Sibilance. Uh, yeah. I remember like back in the day when I used to know how, how much my podcasts were being listened to or whatever. My very first podcast, which was before we even started doing podcasts together, my podcast I did called Cheers. I did with my brother, which we That's didn't nice. have. A, we didn't have like a website or anything like that. And for like a podcast that was just like a bunch of bullshit nonsense, we got like guests weirdly and stuff like one time we had dan mccoy from the flop house and uh writer for the daily show as a guest on the podcast it's like i just like emailed him was like hey you want to be a guest on this podcast and he's like yeah sure and like it just happened because i guess he had nothing better to do with this time than talk to uh two strangers he had no connection with uh on a podcast called uh cheers uh which was listened to you know by maybe like 50 people an episode or something like that but my point is it was on on Libsyn like you know you could see like uh your listens and what have you and you could see where people were listening and you get weird downloads from random places now I don't know if those people are listening or if it's some sort of weird computer robot sort of thing you know like a, or a robot computer computers. robot <laughs> yeah it's like a, a robot for uh related to computers kind of like um oh god damn it that AIM bot. What was that AMI bot's name? Smarter Child? Smarter Child. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's very Smarter Child-esque. Good old Smarter Child. I, you know, definitely wasted time with that bullshit. Which is say, saying swears at it. Yeah. And it'd be like, that's not very nice if you keep doing that. Uh, I don't know. Would you get blocked? Probably. I don't really remember. I like to push the limits. Uh, yeah, smarter smarter the Child. Uh, he warned me and then I, I lost my connection to AIM. <laughs> Yeah, and then you were trying to uh, what they, uh, verify like password or whatever, and it wouldn't get past that. I, I feel like I may have had some sort of issues with that at some point. Or so. I, I don't know. I'll, I was thinking Who about among other... us hasn't had such issues <laughs> such as that? Yeah. Yeah, and I remember, of course, uh, I was just thinking the other day, remembering being... Uh, you know, is the message by totally random people, of course, always accepting their request of message me and then being asked, you know, age, sex, location, mm-hmm. and having conversations with people with user names like Jen Loves Weezer and I don't remember anybody else. But... <laughs> well, you just, all right, AIM people, start start aiming at Jen Loves Weezer. Yeah, because AIM's still around and because, like, this was, like, 20 years ago, the whoever, well, she's about to have no people uh, send her a message, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, you know, she'd be in her mid-30s by now. If you're out there, Jen Loves Weezer, listening to this podcast, you messaged me a couple times. Uh, I don't remember which of my usernames it was, because I changed my usernames a bunch of times, because at least I did it in junior high school. Then I settled in from ninth grade until the end of using AAM with my one username, which was Let's Go Murphys, uh, reference to the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> a friend of mine had the, uh, or told me he had the screen name The Rock. Mm. 
And I always tried to message him, and he would never respond, which later in life made me wonder, was he lying to me? Probably. Anyway, also, this is... <laughs> All right, I'll get to this later. As I say, this is Chris and Matt's Skip Wikipedia podcast, oh, yeah. who, where we ostensibly... Oh, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. Where we... Uh... Uh, you know, uh, we skim Wikipedia, we bullshit around, we and what we do honestly mostly these days is talk about Home Improvement, which by the way, I saw good chunks of several episodes of Home Improvement over this past week, so I definitely feel like talking about Home Improvement at some how are, point. How, how, are those, how are those treating you, Chris? Oh man, I saw, I saw part of a Christmas special where mm-hmm. um, uh, Tim imagines himself like, kind of, you know, you remember the famous claymation uh, community? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this this precedes it by many years. Al is a snowman, and mm-hmm. um, Tim is wants to you know like he has a thing. Where he's like, oh, you got to give up yourself. So he gets a box. And he puts like head and his like body in the box. Like it's falling apart. Like he's like a wooden man, and he's mm-hmm. taken apart. He's taken apart by like a, a robot he built, and of course, uh, you know, turned on him. Um, I watched an episode or part of an episode where Al creates a home improvement board game. Right. Like, uh, and like, uh, there's a problem with it, and he thinks, "Oh no, I'm gonna lose all my life savings." But Tim and everybody come to the rescue to save him. And I'll be honest, like, uh, in there's like a scene where like Al's being like super sincere and like gushing in emotions, and Tim's doing his like you know, macho like sort of man thing. And honestly, it was kind of funny. Like, it was a shtick that doesn't not work. It's kind of funny to watch him like do that like a little bit. Like, it's not like a good show. Although I will say, I think that Patricia Richardson, a underrated. Um, sitcom actress based on the you know 20 minutes over like four episodes I saw over like the last few days like she delivers a good deadpan line she also sits on top of her kitchen counter a lot which seems really weird and I also it's a bit of a um, Zach Morris move yeah it varies that she's she, she was the original just, Zach just, Morris she's more of the Zach Morris of the show right yeah she's always like time out and she's stopping time she, she, my she's, husband's an idiot right yeah she's uh, harassing teenage girls <laughs> and uh, you know kidnapping Russians and stealing their clothes to be in chess tournaments and then also I watched part of an episode where Tim tries to have a sex talk with Brad Brett, uh, well, it's it was a little sappy sitcom sort of thing, but not completely terribly done. But like Brad says that he's not having sex. He tells his dad Tim, the two man tailors, he's not having sex. But while he's saying that, he's wearing a oversized, poorly fitting Detroit Vipers T-shirt. So you know that guy's up and all up in them guts. <laughs> You know, he smashed it and left it right with an outfit like that. Wearing a, uh, wearing a giant purple uh, Detroit Vipers t-shirt, man. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, a real, he's a real pimp. Yeah, you know, Brad's like, you know, he's just he's just rolling through all the girls at his school to address these, you I, know. I mean, I, I think that Tim had a right to be suspicious as to his son's sexual activity. <laughs> his son's walking around in an oversized Vipers shirt like that. He's, he's kitted out, man. He's, he's got a great fit going on, man. He's styling. He's wearing. He's got his like you know mushroom cut hairdo that was very popular <laughs> in the nineties. He's wearing. Now this like, is Zachary Ty Bryan, the first kid. Yes, the oldest child, Brad, okay. the one who uh, uh, once uh, 
who's dating a girl like we talked about that and like he's dressed like Randy Raggedy Andy for like a party and she's I, of course he Andy. punched his friend in the stomach or something <laughs> yeah but he moved on from that to be dating some girl in high school and of course this conversation happens while Tim is working on his famous hot rod that he <laughs> oh, maybe finished, that hot rod. yeah that he maybe finished at some point I don't remember and also I have to quickly note that uh, the the mailbag segment on a uh, tool time the mailbag is the M A L E bag which is right. perfect. <laughs> How is it not going to be? Yeah, it, it has, you know, so that is my, um, I also was watching some Night Court, but we don't okay. talk about Night Court really on this show, so it's less relevant, but this is I've a, never seen an episode of Night Court. I watched it a little bit as a kid, but I don't really remember it, and I didn't watch a full episode. I watched pieces of a few episodes during, on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Let's... So, uh, there's a lot, uh, a lot of crossover between your experience with Night Court as a child and the, uh, Ashley Simpson album, Pieces of You? Absolutely, very much so. Brian's cousin is former NFL quarterback Brady Quinn. Very interesting. I'm talking about Zachary Ty, Brian, uh, who has been, uh, let's see, Brad, he basically, let's see here. I'm sorry, that was Jewel, not, uh, not Ashley Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no. Who's Ashley Simpson? Did she also have pieces of me? me. Pieces, I'm just happy. I'm just pieces. happy that it wasn't, I wasn't so off. Yeah, so let's see here. Brad would have died. Brad, oh, yeah, Brad Taylor, he played Brad from 91 through 99. After that, let's see, he did three episodes of Boston Public. Oh, right Public. up through the millennium. Yeah, three episodes of Boston Public, uh, something called Fa- a couple episodes of Family Law. He did a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. He was three episodes of the show called Center of the Universe. He did a couple of Veronica Marses, a couple of shows, episodes of the show called Cayville. Uh, he's an episode he'd, of Burn he'd Notice. Make, he'd make a good bully of the week on just about any teen drama. Yeah, and let's see. Uh, of course, he was in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. That goes without saying. Uh, he was in uh, The Rage, Carrie 2. The of last course. thing, the last one, thing of the, he, one of the most memorable films of all time. The last thing he seemed to do was play Thor in Thor, Hammer of the Gods, a 2009 made-for-TV movie that I was on, made for the Sci-Fi Channel. He plays Thor. Uh, so and, this can't be like... This probably isn't like a uh, a a Marvel's Thor type of deal, right? No, like, no, it's like, yeah, no, it's like the Thor, god of thud of yeah. the, the Norse mythology of Thor. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's directed by some guy named Todor Tashko Shepanov. I want to see what he looks like in this. Uh, Tashko Shepanov? Uh, no, I want to see what Zachary Ty Brian looks like in Hammer of the Gods. Thor, Hammer of the Gods. Well, the this- plot synopsis on the Wikipedia page for Thor: Hammer of the Gods is in depth. Well, it's got to be. You've got to know what's going on. I mean, let's see. I'm going to have to look it up back on the... Uh, Give it an old look-see. Wicca... Well, not the Wiki, Wiki, Wild, I'm, Wild I'm, I'm going to have to Google Thor Hammer of the... Man, you smack uh, those keys. <laughs> you know it, baby. Because I want to see... Ah, uh, I'm seeing what uh, Zachary Ty Bryant looks like as Thor. Uh, here's a perfect photo of him and some lady... Uh, he, well, that's a very small photo. It did not increase in size at all when I clicked on it. Maybe this one will be a little, uh, I mean, he looks like an older version of Brad from, uh, Home Improvement, basically. He's got, like, a beard going on. He's, he's, you know, he didn't really, like, you know, he's, uh, still, he doesn't seem, like, uh, in remarkable shape, necessarily, like a, a, a thunder god type. He just he, seems like yeah. Uh, he just like, kind of looks like a, he just kind of looks like uh, a man, like kind of almost like old Chris Pratt. 
Yeah, he just was like a like, guy. Yeah. Chris Pratt was like fun to be around before yeah. he was like super serious. The weird, the weird religion thing he's got yeah. going on. Like, yeah, that was a bummer. I didn't realize that Chris Pratt was like a guy like that until I saw him like on Colbert. It's like, oh, this will be a fun interview. Like, uh, Chris serious. Pratt and Colbert. Yeah, and he's, he's talking about his goddamn weird church he's in. And then, like, yeah. you know, Ellen Page is like, hey, your church is like really fucked up and homophobic. And he's like, <laughs> and then he realized, oh, then you become relieved that. Anna Ferris is no longer married to that guy because you you want better for Anna Ferris than to be stuck with Chris Pratt and all his boring big old bullshit. church bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you you do. I wonder if I want to look up Anna Ferris on the uh, old Wikipedia. See, uh, let's see. Oh wow, that was her second marriage to Chris Pratt. She married f- some. Who's the first? Some guy named Ben Indra. Uh, they got. Uh, she started dating actor Ben Intra after they met on the set of the 1999 indie slasher film Lovers Lane. Oh, that's weird. It says here that her third marriage is to. Oh, it ended, but it was to uh, the character Mike Myers plays on the Gong Show. <laughs> oh wow, interesting. <laughs> uh, see here, met Chris Pratt on the uh, set of Take Me Home Tonight. Uh, divorce has been finalized, so she's got that going for her. Uh, and apparently during her divorce and after filming The House Bunny, she got breast implants. She first revealed the interview with The New Yorker in April 2011. Okay. So that's another thing in her personal life. There's only three things mentioned in her personal life, so I just figured I would mention them all. So her personal life is just basically being married and divorced and getting breast implants. Very, uh, you know, uh, interesting information there. Oh, she's in the Yogi Bear movie. That's Bad not, movie. Yeah. Not aging well. Oh, she's in 20. That's right. She has a. Let's see here. What the? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's in the. Yeah, the yeah. But that movie, Lover's Lane, was her second ever movie. Was it the second well, ever movie? Was, she, Anna Ferris was on, like, Mom for, like, a, like a dozen she's years. She's still on Mom, some, yo. Yeah, that, so she's fine. Oh, yeah, no. She's got the lead role in a CBS sitcom for 137. Episodes. She's rich as hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's super rich. She's been starting out. A, she doesn't, like, yeah, she's good to go. There's uh, absolutely nothing we have to. to I didn't worry realize about. she hosted SNL twice. That's fun. Yeah, once with Duffy and once with Drake. Mm. Uh, once with Duffy, once with Drake. <laughs> yeah. Who's Duffy? What am uh, I thinking? I, me- I remember. I remember the name Duffy. She's like a British like lady who was popular briefly. Oh, let's see here. Duffy singer. Yeah, I'm working the same thing. Oh, the episode before that was a real great... She kind of looks like a a fembot from Austin Powers in this picture. Oh, oh, man, that's true. What was her hit song or something? Uh, But the episode before uh, that Anna Ferris Duffy episode I saw when I clicked on through would have been a... I'm sure it was a really cool, fun episode that was hosted by James Franco with Kings of Leon as the musical guest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> episode that I'm sure has aged very well in the grand scheme as, of things. As most episodes of Saturday Night Live do. <laughs> That's true. Like who, that and ep- who could forget the bees? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that episode that was hosted by Steve Forbes when he was running for president or whatever. Like the, uh, That's good stuff. Let's see. The first, yeah, first episode of that season, Michael Phelps, musical guest Lil Wayne. This was 2008. Ooh, uh, oh, a John Hamm and Coldplay episode. Before that, Josh Brolin and Adele. Uh, let's see here. Ben Affleck. And <laughs> Are you just looking at those uh, those pictures on Twitter of like the little index cards? <laughs> I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for season 34 of Saturday Night Live. Oh, ho- what are ho- Hosted by Tim McGraw with Ludacris and T-Pain as the musical guests. 
This Ooh. fucking sucks. <laughs> John Malkovich hosting T.I. as the musical guest. Is uh, I think the Malkovich one is the one that uh, Mr. James Franco filmed yep. for his documentary. Exactly. And they have all of that footage of uh, them doing that uh, 188 Empire <laughs> commercial <laughs> with uh, yeah. Will Forte. It's, it's a pretty funny sketch. Yeah. Uh, Steve Martin uh, did a Ooh, one part of the J- Five Timers Club with Jason Mraz, his 15th Timers host. He's a 15th Timer now. Oh Al- the always hilarious Alec Baldwin and the Jonas Brothers. And then, then speaking of The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson with Ray LaMontagne as the musical guest. Then Tracy Morgan with musical guest Kelly Clarkson. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Will Ferrell with Green Day closing out the season. Tom Hanks plays himself in Celebrity Jeopardy. Norm MacDonald appears in Celebrity Jeopardy. Daryl Hammond, Mikhail Watkins, and Casey Wilson's final episode as cast members. Sad. Uh, the episode premiered the same night as the series finale of the rival sketch show Mad TV. <laughs> uh, where were you when Mad TV went off the? That wasn't for the revival of Mad TV. No, that was the uh, the first run of Mad the, of Madden it, Television. It had yeah Madden Television. It has been strange watching like people come out of the woodwork and be like, I liked Mad TV when I was a kid. Yeah, I was dumb. I was a big dumb dummy. I yeah, but like, people are pretending like it was good. It's a very bad no, show. No, it's bad. I realized that when I was a kid that yeah. it was a bad show. And I like, sometime I thought, around the the end of fifth grade, I was like, this isn't very good, is it? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I saw it, but whenever I tried to watch, it, I was like, oh no, this is like a bad show that I do not enjoy. Whereas Sunday <laughs> Live, I did enjoy. Uh, yeah. When I was watching it, I was watching because I would see, uh, you know, um, like uh, I was wa- started watching it during like the Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan uh, era, mm-hmm. and so that was like a, it's um, o- it's always fun looking back at the eras that I really liked as a kid and seeing them written about as like the worst era of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, well, I, I feel like that was it's generally considered to be a good era at least because like you know it has your uh, your Will Ferrell was involved, although that mm-hmm. was one. Colin Quinn was doing Weekend Update, and he sucked at that. Mm-hmm. He was so bad. Like, he had terrible delivery, and he wasn't funny, and he would stumble over all his lines, and he was just, like, so bad. I really bad. don't remember. I remember watching a lot of Colin Quinn's Saturday Night Lives, but I don't remember them that particularly. And I like Colin Quinn, but, uh, yeah, I, can, I, I just don't really remember. Yeah. I remember Tough Crowd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed, good old... Colin Quinn, which is a bad old Colin Quinn, because uh, he's a... Uh, oh, here's all a bunch of characters and sketches that are uh, left out or, like, highlighted in the, uh, you know, the the box under all the things, where it's like, the, you know... The box? Oh, yeah, you know, at the bottom of the Wikipedia page, it'll be the box with all the various things you can click on. Like, there's, like, the section... You can click on all the different seasons. You can click on... Uh, episodes you click on the mm. history, here history it's like and it's like you know recurring it's got characters and sketches the ones that are sort of like signaled out kind of like you know for example the Chris Farley show Celebrity Jeopardy Canteen Boy the Spartan Cheerleaders um, Ed Grimley more Cowbell uh, David S. Pumpkins and of course uh, Hanukkah Harry I don't <laughs> that was a John Lovett's character yeah. the Boston Teens that was a thing that happened Somebody called Larry the Lobster. I don't know. Oh, that's a sketch that apparently Eddie Murphy maybe did one time. That somehow it got uh, its own little section. Some, but think he saw. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at him. Okay, Larry the Lobster is the subject of an April 10th, 1982 comedy <laughs> sketch by Eddie Murphy. Is it just the one sketch? I guess so. But for some reason, it's been 
singled out along with all these like recurring characters like Stefan and the and Mango. Of course, you can't, you can't, uh, nobody can touch the Mango. Okay, so he's like about to cook a lobster, and then people would call in to uh, say whether they wanted the uh, the lobster to live or die. Uh, let's see what they picked. Okay, so he was boiled alive. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. Perfect. Watch okay, her. the event is cited up to this day in discussions of classic comedy routines, <laughs> cruelty to animals, <laughs> and in rosters of famous animals. Honestly, the I hovered over the link for cruelty to animals, and the thumbnail is horrifying. Uh, yeah, I can And we wouldn't imagine. have it any other way. Wouldn't have it any other way. Okay, I wanted to. Uh, oh yeah, I wanted to play a little game with you. I Please to do because uh, we were talking about the Grinch before. Yes, we started. Before we started this, recording, and I wanted to ask you if you could guess the name of the director of 2018's The Grinch. Oh man, uh, well it's probably an. It, it, um, is it that guy who directed Catwoman who's got like who goes by like one name like uh nope. Tibor or whatever? It's <laughs> good guess though. <laughs> yeah. I I'm gonna look up what that guy's name was, because if it's not him, I can just look up Catwoman. It was it was directed by Scott Mosier. <laughs> the uh From the Viewers Universe. Universe guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he'll get to make another one because it made $500 billion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, people love Benedict Pitoff. That's the director who... Pitoff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Halle Bailey famously said she had no idea what Pitoff was saying. <laughs> yeah. Really threw him under the bus. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he basically, he directed some movie called Vid Ach, starring Gerard Depardieu as a historical figure pursuing a supernatural serial killer. So I don't know how exactly... He's mostly a visual effects supervisor. He made that movie. Apparently, they thought, this is good enough. We can let him direct Catwoman. And then that was basically the end of his directing. Uh, and for some reason, he... Uh, wait, no. These are just in, like, a reverse order. Yeah, he was a visual effects director. Ah, but he at least he got uh, nominated for a Kids' Choice Award for Catwoman. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. The, from the visionary filmmaker of Catwoman. Yeah. He's really kind of ended his career. Put him, oh, he's one of the winners of the Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Director, along the likes of mm-hmm. uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Michael Bay's won multiple times. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, that's from the, like when they all directed that like movie Forty Nine thing. There's a whole bunch of names there. Yeah, movie Forty Three. Movie Forty Three. Yeah. Of course. William Shatner, uh, Norman Mailer slash Elaine May in nineteen eighty seven. I bet that's the Ishtar year if you got Elaine yeah. May there. Uh, last the last off. winner was Ethan Cohen. Yeah. Oh, for the was the isn't that the uh, Garfield guy? Yeah, but it wouldn't have been for that. Oh, oh, he won it for Holmes and Watson. Oh yes. Yeah. So Haven't I seen guess it. yeah. Nor have I. Well, I wonder what else won the uh, Golden. The, ra- the, ras- the raspberries suck. They, no, they're not good. Like I thought they were funny when I was like thirteen or something. Yeah. But now they're just like boring and like. They're, they're not, like, fun or funny or interesting at all. Like, yeah, I don't give it, Yeah, it would probably be more fun if, like, they picked, uh, like, actual bad movies that were getting, like, actual awards as opposed to just, like, yeah. shitting on the movie that everyone already took a yeah. turn at. Yeah, being like, oh, we're going to, you know, like, knock down, like, Crash or something, or, like, Green yeah. Book. Instead of being like, uh, we're going to give an award to Tony Leondis for directing the Emoji movie. Yeah. 
you know. For the emoji movie is its own punishment. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, let's see. Follow the future. Oh, he directed. Uh, what else did he directed? Uh, Do you think of- when Angela Lansbury got a role in The Grinch, she smacked her hands together and screamed, "I'm back, baby!" <laughs> Is she in the the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch? Oh yeah, of course. Does she voice Mrs. Potts? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she voiced Mrs. Potts, but like a Who version, so she has like a very small little nose. <laughs> Wow, that's not very good for pointing tea. She's 94 years old. God bless her. Yeah, God bless her, everyone. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you know, she's she's going for it. Of course, she has her own Wikipedia page dedicated to her filmography. She's been making movies since 1944. She's in her first movie in 1944. It was the movie Gaslight, and she was nominated for an Academy Award. And she's nominated again the next year. Angela Lansbury knocking it out of the park from the beginning of her career with two Academy Award nominations. Nominated again for the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, let's see. Nominate. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was also in Mary Poppins Returns. Yep. She was in Mr. Popper's Penguins. Oh, she voiced the mayor in The Grinch. Mayor McGurkle. I'm glad to hear Whoville has a female mayor. Yeah, Whoville is very progressive. <laughs> It's a very progressive little town. Oh, uh, let's see. In the world of TV, she was uh, in three episodes of a Little Women miniseries as Aunt March. Uh, before that, she did uh, multiple episodes of uh, Law and Order as the same character, Eleanor Duvall. She did uh, a bunch of episodes of the show Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, a whole bunch. She's an unusual number of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, she, she played Jessica Fletcher in an episode of Magnum P.I. in 1986. That's fun. I, w- I want to watch that crossover episode. I'm going to look that one up somewhere, see if I can. Wow, she was nominated for a bunch of Emmys for Murder, She Wrote, but she never won. She's so close to an EGOT. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't give her an uh, an, an Emmy for Murder, She Wrote. That's yeah. honestly a crime. Yeah, she's I mean, nominated like 10 years in a row. Yeah. She was nominated so many times. Let's see, awards and nominations. That's uh, fucking bullshit. Yeah, she's just like, yeah, she's like, yeah. 1985 through 1996, it says she was nominated. Give her the, give it to her in 96, as you know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, oh, God. lead actress in a drama series. I mean, it's like, I want to see. Who, who won that year? Who won I'm, that year? I'm, 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 yeah, a lead actor. Who the fuck actress. won that year? Yeah. Uh, all right, supporting who, who performance. Who the fuck asshole. won? A uh, lead actress in a comedy series? Yeah, Helen Hunt. All right, I'll give it to you. Well, no, this is oh, drama. Kathy but, Baker for Picket Fences. Yeah, yeah. Back-to-back years she won it. Come on. Angela Lansbury, Seal of War. She won three times for that show. Kathy Baker. Who even remembers Picket Fences? 93, 95, 96. I remember it existing, but like I don't remember like a yeah. Data P- Patricia Wedding winning for thirty uh, something for all the like baby boomer fuckers like you know like in their thirties like the baby boomers getting like eating everything. shit yeah rolling around in shit <laughs> fuck <laughs> you boomers shit. you're you're like you're like annoying show like oh now we're like in our thirties we gotta naval gaze and angela lansbury's out there every goddamn year writing mysteries solving murders in a small town over and over and over losing to tyne daly and sharon glass glass for cagney and lacy losing to both cagney and lacy over and over and over again it's like wow. yeah she's just like uh, a machine it is angela lansbury 
and she just had nothing to show for. She's losing, man. Like this is like maybe this is like a very TV thing, but like in 1996, that last year she was nominated. The here's the characters that everybody else played: Doctor Jill Brock, Doctor Dana Scully, Doctor Kate Austin, and Doctor Susan Lewis. Uh, yeah, apparently a lot of uh, ladies be playing doctors, and this is before we even get to Jane Seymour starting to show up as Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman or Lorraine Bracco as Dr. Jennifer Melfi. I guess if you want to fucking win an Emmy as a lady, you, gotta get that doctorate. you better play a doctor because nobody wants to give it to a murder-solving, you know, cr- crime novelist. Crime novelist also an impressive career. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She's like a super popular novelist. And solved so many murders that professional murder solvers couldn't solve. Like professional murder solvers. <laughs> like you know, co- like she's like Columbo mixed with, uh, I guess Agatha Christie, basically. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, that, that tracks. That's basically who she was. She's like if uh, Agatha Christie had wanted to be. She's like Agatha Christie mixed with Benoit Blanc, the character from Knives Out. Yeah, a movie that by the time this episode is been out will have been seen by many people. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I really uh, liked it. Yeah, it was super enjoyable. I definitely recommend. If run, is that that's don't your, walk. your your patented recommendation? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my uh, th- that's my recommendation for the week. My <laughs> episode. Uh, uh, every episode, of course, I recommend a movie I've seen recently, and this time it's Knives Out, the Ryan Johnson penned and directed whodunner murder mystery with a lot of political undertones. Knives Out. So, <laughs> Knives Out gets two thumbs up. Yep, sharpen, sharpen your movie tickets for Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, so that you can give yourself a paper a cut. A paper cut, <laughs> yep. And then who done it? It was you with your sharpened uh, ticket. This is this is about this is about the part where you you call the listener a fucking idiot. Yeah, you, you. this is really heading that direction. So I'm gonna say let's uh, wrap it up before you insult anyone. All right. Yeah, we'll insult the listeners for being dumb pieces of shit. <laughs> a bunch of stupid fucking. Ass. I really don't like you doing it, but it makes me laugh every time. Yeah, and it makes them laugh too. Everybody loves it. They're like, Presumably. "Oh yeah, you know." Oh yeah, I am a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's what gets them off. <laughs> yeah, those perverts. You, you, all you sick fucks that listen to this podcast. I know what you like. You're sitting there jerking off. <laughs> okay, we're so close to ending this. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, speaking of uh, jerking off, thanks to Gabra Media. <laughs> For, for this podcast Do they ever say the anything world. to you about that? <laughs> they say nothing to me about anything They just put the podcast out into the world I don't know if they even bother to listen I, I don't really care it's, it's just going out there In the world baby And people are you know uh, Listening to Chris and Matt uh, Skim Wikipedia I almost called it Chris and Matt Writer Blockbuster But we don't do that anymore We just talk about home improvement uh, by which I mean the TV show, not improving your home. But yeah, um, you know, uh, like you can like leave a, like a, a rating where you listen to the podcast. Like leaving a good rating would be a good thing to do for us. Uh, on Twitter, you should go to at It's Bazooka Joe. Uh, my 
unofficial official Bazooka Joe um, account where I'm uh, buzz marketing Bazooka Joe gum, and uh, when I remember to do it, and I, uh, so that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, you can follow me at M. Shipkowitz, uh for a lot less weird content than yeah. whatever Chris is doing. Yeah, I also put a, uh, a a YA novel I wrote. It's like a comedic supernatural YA novel on a website called Swoon Reads, where apparently you can just like put like a YA manuscripts on there. Like it's like some uh fucking publishing company owns it and then like sometimes maybe if like one does well they like publish it or something i don't know i had the manuscript sitting around for a while i decided to put it on there so if you want to read a ya novel uh that's free to read that i wrote uh go read i was a teenage exorcist on swoon reads just search for that i guess on swoon reads i'm gonna keep saying that in that exact tone of voice swoon reads uh, but that's that's the thing that's less dumb and weird than than the other stuff I do, which includes this dumb and weird podcast. But okay, that, yeah, that's uh, it for this episode of Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia, uh, where we talk about home improvement and then uh, go from there. I guess week in and week out. And remember, go see Knives Out, my movie recommendation of the week. And we'll see you next time, podcast listeners.